who, in your mind, who's the starting other guard? First of all, did you say Obre Jr.? Come on, bro. It's Obre Jr. Man, get it together. First of all, you got to get the names right. Okay. You get your names right say. for all these stats well, you do? first you of all, right? you know, Anthony wants the big, everyone's got the big three. Anthony wants, like, the big ten. <laughs> five. Five would do. Just give me a starting five. What do you, what do you think, like, Okay, you know? okay. All right, stop the shenanigans. <laughs> all of a sudden. Welcome to the Matter of Stats podcast, everybody. As always, myself, Kobe, Billy, the three-man weave that you love to listen to. Gentlemen, good evening. What's cracking? What's up, guys? Not much, How's everybody not much. doing? We're, uh, we're just uh, chugging along. Nice. Some of us more than others, right, Billy? Yeah, I'm, I'm chugging a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, without further ado, let's jump into another week of great sports talk here on the Matter of Stats podcast. Um, so we'll just a uh, little quick recap. We did touch on this last week. The rumors about uh, DeAndre Jordan becoming a Laker appear to be uh, relatively certain. Uh, once he finalizes his buyout from the trade to the Detroit Pistons, he's expected to sign with us. Uh, so that I think will be a nice addition. Be interesting, of course, to see what that means for the uh, longevity of Marcus Saul on this roster uh, when DeAndre returns or when he makes his debut as a Laker, if uh, Gasol will stick around or if he'll be moved elsewhere. Uh, any quick thoughts on DeAndre? Likes, dislikes? I like it. I'm happy with it. I don't see Gasol sticking around. He's probably already trying to work with his agent, figuring stuff out. I mean, if he if he really wanted to be here, he would have spoken up and said, "Yeah, I want to. I'm solid. I'm in. That's it." But he never did, so we're gonna go other ways. And uh, hey, thanks for hanging out, and good luck moving on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like the move with DeAndre Jordan as well. Um, if anything, like like I was saying uh, about about Marcus Saul, I mean. I was surprised that that he was even going to stick around at the, you know, after what happened last season. So now with this move, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any motivation there to stick around. So, no, I love having DeAndre though. It's much more athletic, more rebounding, more shot blocking. Gasol was a great passer and you know stuff like that. But you know, I like DeAndre. You know, like we said last week, Anthony was that uh, McGee Howard type thing, just you know, replacing McGee with. DeAndre, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a concerted effort to get more towards that uh, sort of system. I was reading something over the weekend that it appears that the Lakers are really trying to get uh, not the same thing, but they want their centers to be able to rebound, block shots, and, you know, be able to finish up the rim. And those are things that, you know, Marcus Gasol doesn't really do. I think last year, Marcus Gasol's purpose on this team was to be more of a facilitator and replace some of the role like what Rondo brought as a backup point guard to run the offense. So I thought they thought they could run offense through him and get some added benefits to his playmaking ability, especially at the top of the key. But now with the depth at point guard, I think it makes Marcus Saul's role uh, less important mm -hmm. and makes him definitely expendable, especially with uh, Jordan coming on board. I, th I think it was tougher for him coming in. I mean, in Memphis, and, you know, he was able to do that because he knew the players, but just coming in in a new system like the first year and trying to get, 
put into a role like that is I'm sure it's pretty tough for him. So, I mean, hopefully he finds something else. If not, Hey, he's had a great career and no doubt. Um, yeah. So that, um, assuming that Gasol exits, it would keep the Lakers roster, you know, at 13, uh, still with tremendous depth at every position, which uh, brings us to sort of the first thing I wanted to get your guys' opinion on. Uh, you know, with all the veteran depth that is on this Lakers roster now, how do you guys see the roles of the three younger guards that will probably be in that bench backcourt rotation? Nunn, Monk, and THT. Uh, Kobe, what, what do you think their roles will be for this team? Well, I with Nunn. I think he's a solid. He's a solid player. You know, he averaged 15 points on on a on a gritty Heat team these past two seasons, and uh, you know he's he's probably got a chip on his shoulder. He went undrafted in 2018, um, so he uh, you know he shoots 38 from 38 percent from the three, and uh, more importantly, he shoots 93 percent from the free throw line. So um, that that's an important statistic because in case you didn't notice, these last couple of years the Lakers have uh, not done too well at the free throw line, low 70s as a team. Uh, might have something to do with the with our leader, you know. Uh, no, Mister, you right. know who. So <laughs> no, you're right. We've been bottom ten in the league the last couple of seasons. That's not that's not by accident. Yeah, but not, none. I think he should see a few minutes this season. Um, but you know, like you said, he's playing arguably the toughest position on the team at point guard. Um, it's already pretty deep at that. Uh, so, but I see him getting some minutes. Tht, he's he's my personal favorite. You know, I try to convince Anthony has to take up some rookie cards for cheap early on and. Wasn't sold on him. He wasn't sold on THT. Then all of a sudden, yeah, he was talking, ragging on him all year. Goes from Taylor Horton Tucker to THT, and all of a sudden, he wants to jump on the bandwagon. Classic, classic Anthony, you know. But I like THT. I like his I'm energy. Still not entirely sold. I like. <laughs> we'll get I like. To that. I like how he attacks a basket. I like his flashiness. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff I like to see as well. Um, you know, he's already won a title with the Lakers, and and I'm sure that the vets and the coaching staff have already taken them under you know their wing. Uh, we know he has some struggles on defense and from the three-point line, but he's committed to working on those. He even linked up with your boy, uh, Lethal Shooter, over the summer, you know, so we'll see what, what that does for his for his three-point game. But um, I expect to see him get a few minutes. And then as far as Monk, Malik Monk, he's kind of like the wild card, I feel like, in the, of, of the three. Um, you know, although he kind of had a little bit of a resurgence, uh, you know, at the end of last season with my boys LaMelo and the, and the Hornets. Um, he also hasn't had the greatest start to his career. I know that there was promise from him when he was drafted. Uh, you know, he went 11th back in 2017, but he's missed a bunch of games in, in every season, mainly due to injury. You know, in his four seasons in the league, he's he's had five injuries that have sidelined him. So that will be mm-hmm. something to watch. You know, in college, he averaged 20 points a game. In the NBA, he's only, had, he's only averaged nine points. Uh, hard to catch a rhythm when you're missing games, you know. Uh, but, I mean, all three – uh, you know, you, you can see them getting some minutes, but I think Malik Monk's definitely the wild card in there. Those are my thoughts. Okay. Uh, Billy? Yeah, I agree with Monk. I'm, I mean, he's the wild card. I, If he's, uh, you know, if he's putting up numbers and, you know, they sh- he shows some stuff in training camp and stuff like that um, preseason, I, I think he, he could get some playing time. But, you know, it all depends what how he produces. Um, obviously, they have a lot of uh, – Plans for THT, you know, they they didn't allow him to get traded. They said any trade with him in it, they turned down. They He was not on the board to be traded. So uh, they like him a lot. You know, he was a little sloppy last year. And I know Anthony, you know, get him out of the game. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's too <laughs> young for this and blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's too young, but at the same time, he's got to learn at some point. So they put him in. He had a good bubble last year. He, you know, he got a lot more playing time. And, uh, you know, like Kobe said, he's going to be working a lot on his game. And if he can improve that shot of his, he can play, you know, point, two guard. He can even play to three if need be. He's got a good wingspan on him. So um, I think think he was uh, a huge. Go ahead. Yeah, not not to cut you off, Billy. Uh, I just wanted to throw a little point in there. I think he's the second youngest player, if I re- if I remember reading it correctly, the second youngest player ever to win a championship. He's uh, also like, the fourth highest player on the Laker team. What do you mean? He's the fourth paid. highest paid player. Sorry, on the Laker team right now. Yes, that's correct. So uh, <laughs> that that tells you right there they got a lot of plans for him. He's going to get minutes, but I'm still going with my guy Nunn. He's going to be he's like that X factor. You know, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. To back it up, THT is the fourth highest paid player? Yes. Everybody else is on minimum deals. That's oh, correct. oh got, I got you. I got you. I got you. It's sort of by default, but Billy's correct. Yeah, by yeah. Default, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are right. It threw me off because I was like, wait, what? Not, yeah, I know. Sense, it's, it's like <laughs> a trivia question. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Jeopardy here over here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, none. I mean, think about it. A couple years ago, he was second in rookie of the year voting to John Morant. So, I mean, he's a great pickup. None of us saw that coming. Yeah. And, you know, like he said in his press conference, he's, he just wants to win. He wants to come out and win. He can come out, put up some minutes. He's an underrated defender. Um, he can shoot. He, I, that's my guy. That's why I said, you know, coming in, that's the guy who, you know, I think is going to be a huge factor. And I, I, guess, I don't see Rondo getting a lot of minutes because I think Russ and uh, Nunn and THT are going to be the ones running the floor out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to bring a lot. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Is there is there a little uh, is there a little Chicago connect there uh, on the team with AD, THT, Nunn? I think they're all from Chicago. Right, Anthony? No, yeah, right. they got, there's a little connection there. And then and you mentioned, of course, you know, Monk being from Kentucky. That was one of the reasons I read that he was excited to come to the Lakers because he wanted to play with Anthony Davis. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Are any of these guys Rich Paul clients? Because uh, Barkley came out and said some stuff this week saying. Um, No, uh, they are not. Saying uh, some things, but I guess that's a discussion. That's a shocker. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It it is surprising, but not everybody on the Lakers is a clutch client. It just seems that way. Could it? Yeah, could have fooled me. Yeah, like I said, another another segment for another cast. Yeah, no, but you you guys are all right. I I think uh, I feel more comfortable right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Kobe, you heard that? He said said it again. That's music to my ears. Okay, all right. We can (laughs) relax, relax. Um, no, I mean, you, you guys are making good points. Um, I feel more comfortable right now with what we're going to get from Nunn and Monk. I expect them to have uh, solid roles, contribute consistently on both ends uh, of the court coming off the bench. Wow. I think you're right, Billy. Nunn was definitely a surprise because we didn't think he was going to be available. He was a restricted free agent in Miami. They ended up having to release him to create the cap space to finish you know, some of the rest of their signings. So when that happened, the Lakers jumped all over it. And even Monk, I think, was somewhat of a surprise. Kobe, you mentioned it. He's a, he was a high draft pick. Mm-hmm. It, uh, they expected a lot, as, as most teams do when you draft a guy that high. And he, for a variety of reasons, just didn't work out there. So I think there are definitely uh, talented young players that will play with a chip on their shoulders. Um, for me, the wild card is THT. Uh, last year, we did see 
some flashes of his talent at times, but we also still saw his inexperience on offense and defense. He forced things at times, turned the ball over too much. He didn't have a perimeter shot. Now, yes, Kobe, you're right. We have seen the videos of, you know, we've seen those nice Ben Simmons type videos of him <laughs> knocking down all those shots. Oh, I love it. I love it. But, you know, we, I want, it's, it's got to be consistent. But you're, but you're right, too, Billy. The, the Lakers obviously think highly of him. He's still very young. We know the talent is there. Uh, so if he has the growth and maturity that we hope for, I think that will translate into more minutes. Uh, if not, I could see a little more fluctuation off the bench because I think there's going to be sort of a rotation. I think you're going to have none, Monk, THT, and Bazemore that are going to rotate between, you know, essentially three spots, right? The, the two guard positions and the, and the small forward position. So you're going to have four guys fighting for three spots. So I think it's going to come down to, you know, just who is giving you the most on each night. Well, yeah, they, I, I, and they, 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 they say that uh, the best ability is availability. Yeah. And when you got a guy like Malik Monk missing, you know, so many games every season, he's never played a full season. That's why he's my wild card. Cause it's like, dude, like, are you even going to be out there? The only way I see him getting a whole lot of minutes is if they like say, okay, Ariza, we're going to, you know, we're not going to play you tonight or you're not going to, you're going to rest or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, but unless, or if, if Monk just goes nuts in preseason or something where he just impresses everybody, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Kobe said well, that you know you gotta be available. For, make no, and, and and Kobe's right. That's that old adage always stays true. But for me, I'm looking at it from the talent perspective. Right, we know what Nunn and Monk can do because we've seen it a little more consistently. Tht has been a little more of a roller coaster. So that's why that's how I categorize the the quote unquote wild card, if you will. Yeah, and you're right. Nunn did miss some time, but a lot of that was due to COVID too, not necessarily injury. So, all right, let's keep uh, let's keep moving here into uh, the next little segment. So we saw last week, of course, uh, some of the additions the Nets made. They signed Paul Millsap. They signed the newly back on the market, you know, with his new bill of health, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, so there's been a lot of talk, of course, since, you know, the, since the beginning of free agency, but especially over the last week or so, on which team now has the better roster the lakers or the nets i'm gonna throw it to you guys and see what's your assessment which team is better right now lakers or nets billy i think the lakers are just deeper i mean you look at you look at these rosters i mean Millsap's good alder's good you know they play similar positions i mean uh Depending if they're healthy or not, I, I just don't know. I mean, at, at least I know if if a couple if the Lakers have to miss a week or something like that, if a couple guys have to miss a week, you, we got plenty of guys that can fill those positions. So uh, I'm gonna say the Lakers is because they're deeper and we have plenty of guys that can fill multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Kobe, um, yeah, uh, I definitely agree with the depth. As I went through and looked at you know the list you sent us, Anthony, um, you know I just made some check marks on uh, just. Uh, by position, you know, which, which player is better by position on each team. And I have more people checked off on the Lakers. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a roll with the Lakers by, by just a, just a player or two, you know, if we're talking a seven game series, who knows, I could see if, if both teams are healthy and uh, you know, they play one season, uh, you know, they might be the Lakers one year and they play another season. It might be the Nets one year. I mean, that's how closely 
uh, evenly matched these guys are. I, I had the um, Nets starters. If we're assuming these are the starters, I had the starters better for the Nets, but I had the depth better on the Lakers. But uh, I have a question, Anthony. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I also had to Google it to see, you know, make sure these these names and these lists were accurate. And uh, I could have sworn I seen something that Jaleel Okafor was picked up onto the Nets. Is that not the case or what? Well, he he was in the DeAndre Jordan trade. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's going to stick around or not. I doubt it, but. He was just part of the DeAndre Jordan deal. Okay. Yeah. No, unfortunate for that guy, huh? Tough break. Top top three. What was he? Top three pick back in 2015. And just, man, yeah. just could never get it together, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, he's never – Had some he's flashes, never, but yeah. just, yeah, crazy. But, yeah, I would say um, I would say the Lakers at this point by a hair. Um, again, the depth, uh, it would be the only only thing that, that uh, would put them over. I'm going to say Griffin yeah. could be their X factor because – I mean, he might be rejuvenated. He already shows some rejuvenation as far as being more excited and doing, you know, doing a little bit more on the nets, hustling more, diving for balls, all that type of stuff. I mean, he has a whole offseason now to get healthy and get back in, like, pretty good shape. So, I mean, I think he could be a huge difference well, maker and, on and, the and I think, And I think also, too, uh, guys, we have to kind of – try to understand what Anthony's asking here because he, he said, what, what is the, who has the better roster? Okay. I mean, that's kind of a relative term. What, what, what kind of better are we talking here? Are we talking better scores? If we're talking better scores. That might be the nets. Are we talking better offense? That might be the nets. Are we talking better defense. That might be the Lakers who wins in a seven game series, maybe the Lakers, you know? So uh, why don't you elaborate for us? Anthony? Well, I think it's just well, an overall assessment and, and you guys are really hitting the nails on the heads here because I even read an article on this earlier. I think it was by Fadeaway World, and they were basically comparing the same thing, and they gave the Lakers the overall edge, which I think is sort of what both you guys are saying as well. Um, I think, for me, it's very interesting how both teams took a similar approach in free agency by adding a lot of you know former all-star veterans to strengthen, strengthen their overall depth. And obviously, when you look at the rosters, they're very comparable. To me, the Nets clearly look like their their concept, right, their style is going to be similar to last year, right? They want to have more versatility, more scoring. That's why they got rid of DeAndre Jordan. They want guys like Griffin and Millsap and Aldridge to play more at the five, even though they're going to be much smaller. So that does hurt their defense and rebounding. And the Lakers, you know, jump on a guy like Jordan because they want to strengthen those areas. So for me, when I, what I like to do is I like to break down the roster sort of in, in parts, similar to what you did, Kobe. So uh, I say, like, the big three star power – I give the edge to the Nets, right? Because Kyrie Harden and Durant are, you know, slightly better than Westbrook if you just want to compare apples to apples. Slightly, yeah. but yes. Defensive rebounding, I give it to the Lakers. That's don't have a lot of that, and that's by design, right? They just want to play a different style. Yeah. Shooting, I actually give it a push. Now, top end, you would say, okay, yeah, Nets got a few more elite level shooters, but top to bottom, the Lakers got a lot of shooters off the bench. The Nets not past patty mills and maybe brown it kind of gets a little sketchy for three-point shooting where the lakers you can you can still throw monk can shoot it none can shoot it mellow can shoot it right so it's why i but i say a push they both got about seven or eight guys that can shoot depth i think we all agree lakers the depth is much better so i kind of agree with the consensus here that i think is we all kind of give the lakers the slight overall edge right yeah assuming Assuming these guys don't go from 40% shooting to 35 or 30 or 25, like, you know, we discussed later on, but. Sure, sure. But I mean, yeah, I agree. The starting, the starting lineup on the Nets is solid. I mean, you know, 
Durant's probably the best scorer in the league right now. Kyrie yeah. Irving, best handles in the league. And mm-hmm. Harden, he gets every call in the world. So, yeah, yeah and, and, and 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 let me quickly let me let me throw it back to you again, Anthony. Uh, I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Probably not a curveball. You probably you know dwell on this all day and all night. Who wins if both teams are healthy in a seven game series in the NBA Finals? And how many games does it go? I think it goes seven, and I think that the home court advantage could really be a deciding factor. Who gets that game seven at home? Okay, Nets got, like, the, Nets got home court advantage, so who wins? Okay, I, I still – fine, if you want to play that scenario, <laughs> I still like the Lakers just because of their experience and depth. I think that other than Durant and Kyrie, you know, the rest of these guys, they haven't been in the okay, so, they so, haven't okay, been. okay, so then home, home court advantage didn't matter then because if I said Nets and you still say Lakers, then <laughs> well, obviously you're going to choose Lakers. I, just, if, I, if said Lakers I said it could <laughs> – matter because i agree with you it's a coin flip these two teams are gonna go seven games and it's gonna and it might come down to one shot and we know that kind of game we know it's gonna be the nets are gonna have home court just because of the conference they play in i mean it's a given so Mm, well i I think the east ain't the same east it's kobe's right it's not the same east but look anything can happen just like last year if the Nets would have been healthy last year, they would have made it, but they didn't because they weren't. So I, just, I understand, but I think we're going to cross your fingers. I think, I think for we're health. going to. I think we're going to have to increasingly just get used to the fact that from here on out, especially in the foreseeable future with with COVID, yep. that teams are just not going to be healthy. But you take COVID out, and Yo, they were yeah, already you, kind yeah, of going. You have to. Route. Yes, you have to anticipate these variables. That's why I like the fact that the Lakers have such a deep bench because. You, there might be an issue where somebody has to miss a week or two because of something unexpected. So hopefully I the depth the, will be a major strength uh, for us. The Lakers roster is really, we I mean, we've been really good as far as COVID goes. We haven't had a whole lot of problems as far as that goes. So um, that's because LeBron runs the league. Come on. Hopefully Come on, we can boy. keep that up. Yeah. But I mean, if you're smart, right. I mean, if, your leader or leaders. Well, uh, we had our part of we our, had our COVID issues last year too, Billy. No, but not as we many had, teams. We actually have been really pretty good as far as COVID goes compared to most teams well, in the league. Caruso missed almost three weeks. Gasol missed a month. Schroeder missed almost a month. He was on it twice. I mean, that's a that's a lot of a lot of games. Especially remember, it was a shorter season last year too. So that's even a higher percentage of games. I mean, don't act like we didn't have any COVID. We did. We had issues too, just like just like every other team. But my point is, is Kobe's right. We we have we're gonna. There's gonna be things that are gonna happen. So that's why I like the depth. But it's it's comparable. It's not it's it's not a huge difference. I think when you were talking about the starting lineups, to me, the Nets. Joe Harris is kind of that de facto coin flip, right? Because if Joe Harris is knocking down threes, he's deadly. If he's like he was in the playoffs and he was a liability on defense and wasn't really much of a factor, then he's not, he can't even be on the floor. You know, and we have Ellington is similar to that, right? Ellington's a, a similar version of a Joe Harris, not great defensively, but elite shooting. So if, if he's knocking down threes, he's great. He's an ace in, in, you know, up your sleeve. If he's not, then he's probably not on the floor. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. That's for sure. So, all right. Anyways, keep it moving here. Uh, let's uh, move on to our final segment here. Uh, I thought it'd be fun just as we are, you know, getting closer to training camp and stuff. There, 
most of the big name veteran free agents, you know, are off the board, but there are still some interesting young free agents that are out there, guys that were high draft picks. And I was just curious, you know, what you guys thought on, you know, who would you take a chance on? Who do you think of this list can still play? I'm going to read the list and you guys tell me who you would take a chance on if you were running an NBA team. Ready? Yep. Okay. We'll start at the top with Kobe's favorite, Thon Maker. <laughs> True seven footer, only 24 years old. Uh, Timothy Lawua. La, 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 uh, I saw Jesus. Six seven, only 26 years of age. Harry Giles, 6'10, only 23. Marquise Chris, another one of Kobe's favorites, 6'9, 24 years of age. Justin Jackson, another high pick, 6'8, only 26. Dante Exum, remember the year that we they thought Lakers were going to draft Exum? And I think that's the year we got Randall, but everyone's like, oh, Lakers should take Exum. 6'6, six, six, still only 26 years old. Frank Nicolita. Nicolina, oh, my God. What's that? Four, you know? Man, that years of age. Hey, I'm doing the best I can. That's not even close. Frank Nilakina. Oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> what? You know Billy, Billy, get it out. Get him. Emmanuel Moutier, 6'5", 25 years of age. Kobe, other than Thon Maker, who I know you have to say for legal reasons is your favorite, <laughs> who would you take on that list? Well, the way I read your question on the agenda here was, which of these guys' cards, rookie cards, are you sitting on the most? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what it says. And and if if that's the way I took it, I'm going Thon Maker all the way. My number one pick. I I pulled so many damn Thon Makers uh, that season. It was ridiculous. I got every worthless Thon Maker you could possibly imagine. Um, another another one was one one guy that I actually stacked up on, which was Marquise Chris. And I always actually liked Marquise Chris. Uh, he has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, and you know I heard Charles Barkley. And say this kid's gonna be a star in the league someday and i'm like that's it i'm sold i'm sold on marquis chris and it's just been team after team after team he's been on i think he just signed a like an exhibit 10 with portland or something or a training camp deal or something with portland so, so barkley said he's gonna be a star and that sold you <laughs> i know right i know well i was already liking him so when like you know barkley said that i was like okay cool you know but it was probably <laughs> just his attitude probably his chip on his shoulder you know uh, that that yeah so uh harry giles another guy I like uh you know another another um you guys know i like to watch a lot of summer league because that's where I, I get my first look at guys and i stack up on their cars during summer league and harry giles was a guy that was like lighting it up in his second summer league season and i was like what the hell and people were saying the same thing like this kid he could be a star he could be a star and then it's like the season hits and he disappears but um yeah so those are just a couple guys i like frank okay. frank Milikina, cool you know you're the GM, you're running, you're running the, the, the Kobe shakers and you, you can sign one of these guys. You can sign one who you saw. Oh, is that, is that, was that the question? I can only sign one. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing it at you. I'm just, I'm just saying you can only sign one. Who's the one you're signing. Um, uh, screw it. I'll take Marquise Chris. Give me Marquise Chris. Okay. Okay. All right, Billy, what's your assessment of these kids? I like Chris as well. I mean, I, I've seen him play. He's got the talent. He just needs someone to help him, you know, get over the hump. And uh, I, I like Chris and uh, Moutier. Moutier mm -hmm. is a guy that I think uh, he just needs someone to help him, you know, polish up and 
get them over that little hump. And so those would be the two guys that I would go with. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I, you, I mean, you, you guys are hitting, you know, some of the guys that I like too. Um, I'm not a big Marquise Chris fan uh, like as much as Kobe is, but I definitely agree. I like Moutier. I like Dante Exum. I think that, you know, they, they still have, you know, something in the tank. Uh, uh, of course, a lot of these guys are all high lottery picks that for whatever reason didn't quite, you know, live up to the hype. Uh, for me, though, the one guy that stands out the most is uh, Cabaru. Um, I, I think uh, he's long, Cabaru. He's athletic. We know you love that guy, though. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I like Justin Jackson, too, both because they're similar, right? They're, they're long wings, athletic, can shoot the three, can play some defense. Uh, I just like Cabaru. I think he definitely could have minutes on any Cabaru. team in the league off the bench uh, because he he's a good 3 and D guy. Yeah, he, 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 he would be a guy I, I actually give you a little bit of credit on. You were liking him, you know, uh, I think it was like earlier in the season last year or the year before. Was I think it was last year. And then like he like kind of came out of nowhere in the playoffs and started playing all good. And I was like, oh, yeah. Hey, well, remember, finally remember he shined in the bubble. To the bubble when the Nets barely made it and you know they were resting. Okay, then everybody. yeah, then it was two seasons ago, yeah. And he right. played really well in the bubble. Remember they took well, Portland down to the wire. So yeah, I've definitely been a, a fan, but I just think I think he's definitely a guy that I would take a chance on that that should be on a team. In, and wait, so all, all these all, all these guys are still floating around out there right now? I believe that they're all still available. Well, except for like Marquise Chris, we just talked about that. He's like yeah, a couple days ago. Yeah. But yeah. But none of these guys, none of these guys have signed guaranteed contracts uh, with anybody yet. Right. That I'm, right. I'm, I'm aware of. Yeah. Cool. Uh, before we wrap up here, uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out, uh, Laker fans. Uh, of course, you may have heard the news about uh, Cedric Sabalos. He is fighting um, COVID and uh, not doing so well uh, in the hospital right now. He, of course, was a Laker for several years. Uh, he was actually, uh, you know, part of, uh, you know, the, the, the key piece that went to Phoenix uh, in the Robert Ory trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a, a, a good player for the Lakers for, for several seasons. And, and we just wanted to, you know, give a shout out and prayers and hope that he uh, pulls through. Yes, definitely. Yeah, for sure, man. Get well soon. Cedric Sabalos. All right, cool. Well, that about wraps it up. Uh, we thank you guys, of course, for listening to another edition of the Matter of Stats podcast. Um, for myself, uh, Billy Kobe, uh, we hope to see you guys uh, again here next week. Yes, sir. And uh, again, make sure to uh, make sure to check us out on all all the available platforms: Spotify, Apple, and uh, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good night, everybody. He's out.